The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA. The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the Villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. This is Gail Leach, author of The Art of Pickleball, and here's the host of The Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Gail, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen, joining you today from Asheville, North Carolina. We're going all over the country today. We have uh, from, well, usually Surprise, Arizona, but there's no telling where she is today. Co-host Melissa McCurley from PickleballTournaments.com, a.k.a. the hardest working person in pickleball. Melissa, thanks for joining me today. Happy to be here, Chris, and I am joining you today from Charlotte, North Carolina. So close and yet so far. Uh, I know, but with this rain, I think I could roll myself right onto Asheville. I'm not much for the rain. We need it so badly, so we're just uh, so thankful that it's here. And let's go on up. I think it's raining also in Terre Haute, Indiana. We can uh, check with Deli Stanette, who's joining us today from Terre Haute. Hey, Deli. Hey, hey, man. It's always raining, but it's always sunny, too, you know? Look on the bright side. Look on the bright side. There he is. He is definitely a glass half full kind of guy. We're going to go down to the villages now. It is Josh and Rachel Elliott from the Villages. Hey, welcome to you both. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys making time for us and coming off of Nationals. Boy, you both made a statement out there. You are, let me go off the top of my head here. I'm sure Melissa can correct me. Uh, Junior mixed uh, national champions now. And then each of you are like junior male national champion, junior female national champion. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, yes it is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for confirming that and uh yeah you're making a statement it's one of those things where that's why when i I texted your mom and i said you know it's like you're up on the podium now and i think it's going to be year after year after year it's going to be just different podiums all the way so congratulations and i know it's been a a lot of hard work for both of you but it's certainly paying off right now oh thank you it's been you know we've trained but it's, it's we've gotten there so thank you very much a lot of a lot of hard work and sweating it really is and i think that a lot of times people and especially with this sport where there's a lot of you know older people um not me of course but a lot of older people that that play the (laughs) sport and enjoy the sport and they probably look at you guys and they think oh you know yeah if i had you know these teenage legs that could run everything down you know i'd get to that stuff and and this and that and a lot of times i think maybe they want to not write you off or sell you short but they just chalk it all up to your youth you know because uh what you're uh, rachel you're 14 yes and then josh you're 
just turned 14 and then Josh, you're 16? Uh, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I think a lot of times, and they don't mean anything by it, they don't mean anything negative, but they think, oh, just to be young again, you know, yeah, I'd be able to get all this stuff. But they don't realize, you know, how much work you guys put into this. And, and I was down in regionals in uh, Mobile, Alabama this past, what was it, in uh, March or April. You guys were the first ones out on the court in the morning and the last ones out on the court that night. You know, you're working on stuff, you're practicing and everything. And I saw it firsthand. So I know that it's not just being, you know, having young legs and, and that kind of thing. You, you work and work and work at it. So kudos to you both. Oh, thank and I you. think Rachel's thank holding you. out a bit too, Chris, because she was also a medalist in the nationals this year, not in a junior division, but actually in a uh, women's division, 19 plus silver medalist. Yeah, you played 19 plus. That's right. Yeah. And got silver in that. Now, how did that work? Did, did you disguise yourself, make yourself look older? You get a fake ID or how'd you get into 19 plus? We're allowed to play in any tournament that doesn't have juniors as long as we have the tournament director's approval, which pretty much everyone said yes. We've only been rejected a few times. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time we can get in because the tournament directors are just so nice and they know that we are a, we're a decent level and we can think we're an all-around player. They know we won't just slap the ball at people. Right. <laughs> um, which I will admit is fun. <laughs> but yeah. Not I game all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I wanted to find out from you guys. Uh, you know, because like I said, people uh, sometimes they they might want to write it off and think, oh, if only I was that that age, I could do that those things too. But the truth is, you know, just like me, I'm 53. But when I was, you know, 23 or 13, I was still making the same bonehead plays and mistakes that I'm making now. And uh, so, it, you know, age doesn't uh, solve every every riddle and every puzzle that we have in this game. What are some of the things that you see older people especially see them doing over and over again that you think, boy, if they would come up and ask me, I would tell them to either do this or not do that. Is there any kind of piece of advice that you would give to somebody older? Uh, Josh, is there anything that comes to your mind? Well, one error I see, well, now when you say older, almost everyone is older to me. But, exactly. Um, basically, almost everyone, their common mistake is they just don't bend their knees enough. That's one thing I see almost every time I walk out on the pickleball court. And that's something that I myself have been trying to improve too. And another thing that I um, see is that people, they'll flick their wrists a lot. It's very important to have a solid wrist so that's your paddle me. doesn't move as you're hitting shots. That's funny you brought that up because that is something that I've been trying to break myself of for the longest time. And I've even been telling people lately that I'm going to get one of those casts or something that there are those braces that where you can immobilize your wrist. Like if you had a sprained wrist, I need to just put one of those on my wrist to, <laughs> to break me of that habit. Because mm. I cannot. Chris, once a bonehead, always a bonehead. <laughs> 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 I know. I just cannot get out of the habit of it because I can think about it consciously, but then but when your subconscious takes over, I just have to put that little extra little wrist flick in there and then boom, it goes out. And if I had just, because I think about your dad a lot, Josh, when he talks about move, block, freeze. And I and I think about, yeah. I've got to do the freeze part because I'm doing, I'm doing move, block, flick, out, you know, and it happens every time. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, that's that's great advice. What about you, Rachel? My advice is um, 
Well, I totally agree with Josh. He actually stole what I was going to say. But another thing I'd say is to move their feet. Uh, I see a lot of older players, even though uh, a lot of them do have a knee injury or some kind of injury that can prevent them from being able to move as much as they could. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I see people, even younger players, including myself, all just stand there. Yeah. and not move my feet, which you really need to do, especially higher up where better players can actually hit your feet when they're making shots. So it's really important to be able to move around at least a little bit so that you don't get pinned anywhere near your feet. That's a great, that's great advice. And that's something yeah, you get lazy, and especially if they're not hitting to you. You think, well, I'm, you become a spectator and they just stand there and then all of a sudden, boom, they decide to hit to you. And then uh, you know, you're, you're flat footed and you can't do anything with it. Yeah. And especially playing, Josh and I never played in a tournament or anything, but our dad taught us tennis before we played pickleball, before we knew about it. And mm-hmm. he would always say, stay on your toes. Never be flat-footed because you want to be able to react in a split second or even if you're not seeing a ball when they'll pop you and you're just caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but being on your will help you be ready for that shot. That's great advice. And I probably should point this out just in case we get new listeners all the time. Robert and Jody Elliott, who I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, just great players, great instructors. Uh, that's Josh and Rachel's mom and dad and just needed to point that out. Now, what about you, Deli? Uh, when you you not only are a great player, but you uh, run a lot, you run clinics, you you do coaching, you help a lot of people, you teach a lot of people. Common mistake that you can kind of see over and over again I mean, I, I would say, I mean, Rachel and uh, and Josh, you know, hit the nail on the head. Uh, a lot of it is footwork and, and bending the knees. Those are all key. And, and with footwork, it's something that I, I tend to always say is um, is actually like almost like retracting. Uh, so if somebody's going after a, a shot or a dink and they, they'll go after that shot and just kind of keep following through the shot and just and then stop where they end up mm-hmm. rather than, like off the court or, you know, wherever they're at, instead of retracting back, like, you know, like a bungee and getting back to the ready position for the next shot, you know, the, and, that, and that, that is because, you know, maybe they can't stop as fast or whatever. But, but the thing is, is once they stop, they'll stand there and their partner's hitting three or four more shots and they're not getting back on the court or they're not getting back to their spot, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's, that's something that I definitely see a lot. Uh, and then also just, <laughs> a little, I mean, it's hard to say, but uh, it, it is pretty true. Is a little bit of stubbornness, uh, not not wanting to, not wanting to change. You know, hitting hitting the same down the line shot over and over mm-hmm. when uh, when there's a lot better uh, selection for them to hit, a lot of a lot safer or even just just smarter. Uh, well. You know, so that's. That's, that's some key things, I think, anyway. That's, that's good advice. And sometimes it's like a slot machine. You think, man, I'm due. It's got to pay off now because I've missed nine of them. This next one's got to go. It's got to go in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, they say, well, I just hit that one on you, but uh, but what about the other 10? Do you, do yeah. you forget about those? <laughs> that's what I remember uh, Tim Nelson used to talk about when somebody hit like an amazing shot, you know, a real low percentage shot, but it, it goes in and they got the point. He would say, I would just praise them to the hilt, you know, and tell them, oh, great. Great shot! Oh, that's wonderful. Just so they'd keep doing it because he knew he knew he was going to get you know five or six points off of him when it, you know, everything <laughs> yeah, went out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, good advice, definitely. Now, how aggressive, Josh? Uh, how aggressive are you on the serve 
and on the return? Are you just getting it in just to get it in and start the point? Or are you trying to, to make something happen and build a point right from the get-go there? That varies for me. Um, in singles, I like to be a lot more aggressive on my serve and return. Uh, my serve, I would like to put a bit of pace on it, you know, try and get it deep so I can just get a, a weak return and be able to come in. And very similar in doubles. My return, though, in doubles, what I, I will do occasionally, maybe, you know, five or ten times a game, I'll just throw it in there, is I'll throw in a short hop so I can get to the kitchen much faster than waiting for the ball to come to me. What I'll essentially do is I'll get it right when it bounces. That basically will bring me up to the kitchen line and allow me to stay there rather than coming in and have to split step. Nice. That's good. Rachel, you kind of employ the same strategy or do you vary it up some? Well, I actually tried to short hop some returns and I figured out I'm terrible at it. So I scratched <laughs> that off my list. Um, but for me, I'm, or I try to be, I'm always trying to be aggressive and I, I like always hitting deep balls. So my serve and return, I'll generally try to get deep. If I'm playing in the wind, it can vary depending on which side I'm on. If I'm against the wind, I can hit my hardest and I'm not kidding. It will land mid court. <laughs> but, or even if it's just going from side to side, the wind's going from left to right or right to left. Um, I'll just try and get it in. So mostly when it's windy, I'll try and get it in. Other than that, I'll try and get my serve and return deep. And Chris, you know what they're describing here? And it's really what I like to, to hear is they're describing what it means to play with purpose. They have a strategy. They're, they're talking about position and placement and power and the proper utilization of those things. And I know for me, I see so many people that are just out there playing, playing with no purpose at all, and then wondering why you can't advance, you know, up the ladder, if you will, mm -hmm. um, because you're just out there doing the same thing and not really sure what you're doing or why you're doing it. Yeah. And I catch myself sometimes just you just want to get it back over and keep the ball in play, but you're not really you know, crafting the point, you're not, you don't have a purpose, you you know, you, you don't want to lose, but you're just playing defensively all the time. It, it's sort of a, a balance between playing aggressive and playing offensively, but not wanting to hit a winner all the time. Do you know what I mean? That distinction? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you control that? Is there a way, you know, how do you play aggressively without being a ball hog and without being where you want to just end the point right away and you don't let things happen? How do you maintain patience and poise, but still, you know, be aggressive and, and want to you know, be offensive? Do you have any like secrets or anything that you tell yourself, Josh? Well, me personally, what I find is that I tend to be a lot more passive than I should. So I just tell myself mentally that I have to be aggressive and I have to, you know, that ball is mine. I have to go for that. Now, granted that when we're some at the kitchen and we're thinking, I have to, I have to stay mental and try to make something happen with the ball. Like say, get ahead of their feet or just make my opponents move. I can't hit right towards them. You know, with a passive dink, I have to try and, you know, move the ball around and try and open up the court. Gotcha. What qualities do you look for in a great partner? Because I know half the people, when they think of that, they think Melissa McCurley. You know, they just, you know, her picture, just right. kinda, her picture floats above. This is the comedy portion of the show. <laughs> it just floats above their head when they imagine a great partner. What about you, Deli? What, uh, what kind of qualities do you look for in a great partner? Uh, I mean, most of the time, um, one, just to find one. <laughs> but, uh, personally, I mean, I'm, I am, I'm more of an aggressive person uh, to play with. I look for a rock. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask. Are you looking for somebody to balance your game like the opposite of you? Or are you looking for somebody to join, you know, join in with you that kind of plays the same game you play? You know, not really. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I like I like being aggressive, but I but I also like, um, you know, I like being a, uh, having a rock, you know, somebody that can can get every shot just as much as I can. And in that aspect, having the same person, but otherwise somebody that's able to to be consistent and and so that I'm, I'm able to count on them you know yeah. and uh, and I mean that's just that's just me anyway and uh, be able to allow me to to be uh, uh, agility you know have agility right. uh, in the game that, and I'm not stepping on each other's toes or being in each other's way I mean I've definitely played with people who are like that I mean one guy Frank Anthony Davis he's up in Philadelphia and he's uh, you know just as fast as anybody you'll ever play. And uh, and we didn't really run into each other that much, but it was on some of those like putaways where, well, I, you know, I want to put it away and he wants to put it away, and we're both uh, you know kind of second guessing each other, you know. Uh-huh. Lots of paddle clicking going on. <laughs> yeah. Kelly, uh, he told me that you kept stepping on his feet. Wait, we have somebody. Somebody new just jumped that, in here. Is that Dave Weinbach? <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is a U.S. Open men's open doubles champion, Dave Weinbach, who has just joined us. Hey, Dave. Hi, Josh and uh, Rachel and Melissa and Deli. My man. We're looking forward to talking to you, Dave, in an upcoming episode, and uh, we'll look forward to doing that in just a little while. Fantastic. Boy, Josh and Rachel were outstanding at Nationals a couple weeks ago. Really enjoyed watching them play together. Uh, thanks, Dave. Thanks. The Josh and Rachel Elliott era of domination has begun, I believe. Now, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us, Josh. Rachel, what are you guys doing next? Are you playing in, uh, you've got U.S. Open, I'm sure, coming up. Are you playing in any any big tournaments before then or any tune-ups or anything? Um, We're playing in a local tournament in two weeks, I think. We're playing in the Florida State Games down in uh, Naples. And then I think we have a few small tournaments after that, and then the U.S. Open. Uh, one tournament actually we are uh, that I am looking forward to personally is that it's out in California. It's the uh, Engage Pickleball President's Day Cup. That's in February, and that's out, I believe Simi Valley. Um, that's going to be a fun one to go to. Been looking forward to that one for a while. Nice, sounds good. Well, we'll look forward to watching both of you on the court and uh, thank you for all the good advice that you gave us today and look forward to talking to you again oh thanks for having us on thanks chris great job guys josh and rachel elliott down in the villages deli stanette always great to talk to you and look forward to doing it again as well yes thank you man i appreciate all the time and energy you put into this man it's great well you are an inspiration my friend like i said even before i knew your name you uh you inspired me and just your attitude and your outlook and everything it keeps me going so thank you for that (laughs) All right, man. And nobody keeps me going like Melissa McCurley, the hardest working person in pickleball. You are, you really are amazing. I was lucky enough to play in a tournament in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago, and there you were once again working your magic. And I got, I was lucky enough to meet your mom and uh, to meet your sister, and it was so great, man. Just to, to watch you in action, though, it just, it, it just never ceases to amaze me. And I was telling your sister Donna that the, the thing about it's like you know, there, there's a reason that they put the air traffic controllers way away from you know the baggage claim but you're having to do you know all this high level you know bracketing and this and that and this court's free and everything having to do that while you know people are asking you questions and everybody's as nice as they can be but still it's a distraction and you just make it look so easy 
Yeah, well, I enjoy it. It's great to be here in Charlotte. It's great to see how pickleball is growing here as well. So I look forward to being back and running more events and uh, seeing just the, the growth all over, really, the southeast region, but really impressive here in North Carolina. Part of it is because of pickleballtournaments.com, because you make it easy. And if you are having a tournament wherever you are in the country, you need pickleballtournaments.com in your corner, uh, whether you have Melissa out personally or you just use the software either way. It is a no-brainer. There is no easier way to have a foolproof, flawless tournament than by employing the services of PickleballTournaments.com. Melissa, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. So what are your thoughts about what we discussed today? We'd love to hear from you. Email us anytime. Mail at PickleballShow.com. That's mail at PickleballShow.com. Dot com. That's where you can find us on the internet, too, pickleballshow.com. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash pickleballshow, uh, twitter.com slash, wait for it, pickleballshow. <laughs> we make it easy for you. And we'd love to hear from you anytime on any of those places. Also, head over to iTunes if you get a chance. Hit the subscribe button, which means you'll never miss an episode. Plus, if you feel it's appropriate, leave us a five-star review, which helps boost us up in the rankings, makes it a lot easier for other pickleball players to find this show. I'm Chris Allen. This is The Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.